Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. Happy Friday, Evo. Happy Friday. So today, <laughs> we're just going to have a candid conversation because Evo and I yesterday tried to film an episode for our audience that went all the way left. Everything that have possibly could have went wrong, went wrong. We had video issues, then we had audio issues, and um, we had card issues. Remember the card? Just literally everything that could have went wrong with that episode went wrong. So we took that as a sign from God <laughs> that that episode should not air. And we decided that we would talk about what it's like to deal with these type of like difficulties in life when life basically comes at you in a way that's very unexpected how do you deal with it and I thought it would be interesting to talk about because the way that Evo and I dealt with this yesterday was kind of like a balance of laughter (laughs) yeah well sometimes you just gotta laugh at it you can't really like you can't let it get you because it's just in the moment it doesn't do you any good right so I would say that last night, or yesterday rather, when we were filming, you really held your composure when it came to what was conspiring, because we decided that we were going to try to film with a newer camera. No, we didn't decide anything. Okay. I decided. (laughs) Gina decided against my... um, Better judgment. My better judgment and my advice to not... Yes, correct. Yes, okay, thank you. So yeah. I just wanted to clarify that. Definitely okay. that wasn't a we thing. So Sorry just, that I said yeah, we. You need, you need to stand on that, Gina. Okay, I'm going to stand on that. Yeah. I decided that we would film with a different version camera yesterday, and that ran us into a lot of problems. I want to commend Evil for remaining very calm. Because everything that I said that I didn't want to happen, happened. And I'm just watching this whole thing play out, and I'm just like... God, you know it's one of those things like where you God you're like, damn it, forty seven. Yeah, you just you just wish like why the hell didn't this person listen to me? Like that's initially what what I wanted to um, express, right? Mm-hmm. But I know that that wasn't going to help in that moment. So yeah, I just uh, I kept it cool. And I appreciate you keeping it cool. But I then on the flip side of that, so I decided to do the video portion of it. Then Evo is generally in control of the audio portion of it. So today, when I went to go edit our episode, I clicked on the first audio file. To my avail, there was nothing on it. So Evo forgot to press record. Well, yeah, I, I forgot to re- press record on one of like the six times that we had to press record, right? No, because, it was the first time. Well, what I'm saying... No, it wasn't the first. It time. was the first. It was the first audio file. Hundred percent. Stand on that, Evo. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I I'm didn't. telling you, it was audio file number one did not exist. And what I told you today was is that the audio began when we realized that the camera was experiencing problems. It was the first audio file, not the sixth time. I don't know. We had to record like six different times because this thing this camera that we were using kept overheating so when when it overheats and the video cuts off then we have to manually shut off the audio mm-hmm. and then when once we're set up and ready to re-record then we have to press record on the audio as well so there was 
a bunch of times where I know I just I just want to be clear but one of one of I just want to be clear that it was the first time I don't know what you're talking about okay so evil doesn't want to stand on that even though I want to say about 60 one or second one 60 seconds ago Um, Evo was like Gina you're gonna stand on that you see how quickly things well you tried to say that that was a wee thing that was far from a wee thing (laughs) it was anything but a wee thing so I'm not gonna let you ride with that I'm sorry uh, so I would say that um, a lot of couples, a lot of partnerships go through these type of issues where maybe one of the partners suggests, hey, let's try this. Let's try doing something the way that I think it's going to work out best. And then what winds up happening is that it doesn't end up like that. It actually can, <laughs> a lot of times, like what happened last night, it go very left. What made you in that moment want to remain so calm? Other than knowing that it wasn't going to be helpful. Um, what made me want to remain so calm? Mm-hmm. You know, I was well aware that in that moment, it was mainly because I just knew that being angry wasn't going to help the situation. We needed to figure out what was going on. We needed to figure out a solution. In situations like that, I'm very much so, okay, my emotions are not going to help solve the problem right now, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we fix the problem? And then we can get to my emotions later. And that's generally how I go about dealing with things that are um, are an issue. But oddly, I don't deal with my own personal issues that way, right? So like in so in a situation where like I'm we're working in a team thing, right? Mm-hmm. And things start going downhill because someone in the team is not pulling their weight pulling their weight or doing something i won't let my personal emotions come out and be like you know oh, da, da, you know i just kind of like you know how, how com people will commonly do mm-hmm. so you know we were going to have a conversation about it for sure but it just wasn't going to be right then and there in that moment because that wasn't going to help solve anything and because i know our the, the way our dynamic works i know when is a good time to interject in a certain situation, I know when to kind of let you go through your emotions because you have your own, you tend to have your own idea of what the solution may be. And you're very, you don't, you don't allow outside influences to come and deter you from that, from that, um, you don't let outside influences come and deter you from what it is that you're trying to do until you've exhausted your own solution. You're not open-minded to hear anything else until you've gone through your A, B, C, D, whatever. If you think like, all right, if you think the solution is this, but if it's not this, then it's this. And then if it's not that, then it's definitely this. You have to go through all of those before you'll even hear what I got to say. And I know this. So I just sat there and I was like, all right, I'm going to wait for her to do whatever it is that she's doing. And then, you know, we'll talk after. So that was kind of like the gist of it. So you said that that's not the way that you deal with your own emotions. What do you mean by that? Uh, so like if I'm doing, if I'm working on something myself mm-hmm. and I mess it up, mm-hmm. I get angry. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> and I, and cause I guess there's just uh there's nobody else there where I got to like suppress my emotions for. So I just immediately get pissed off. <laughs> and I can vouch for that. Yeah. Cause I can't tell you a number of times that I've heard Evo in the kitchen, maybe doing something and him like have a mistake happen. 
And I just start hearing, oh, mother- yeah, mm. I'll, I'll start. I'll be cursing in the kitchen to myself. So then, why is it that you're able? Uh, I feel like I'm drilling you a little bit. And just in case we have a visitor, our cat is roaming around, yeah. and he just wants to be part of the party. So if you see him pop up, or you hear him meow, we're not holding him captive or anything. So why do you think that you're able to do that for other people, but you're not able to do that for yourself? Like, why is it that you can't in the moment say, okay, I need to handle whatever it is that I'm dealing with at this this specific specific moment. And I'm going to circle back and, you know, talk to myself about my anger. Why is it that you don't think that you can do that for yourself, but you can do it for other people? Um, I th- I think if I had to put a finger on it, it would mm-hmm. be empathy. It would be the empathy for that person going through that at that moment. Mm. Um, it would, it's also has a lot to do with the fact that we're in this together, right? Okay. And I know that we need to figure this out. And I know that getting emotional over it is not going to help because if I get emotional, then, you know, you potentially can get emotional. And when you have two people that are emotional in a tense situation, that just doesn't add up to anything good. So because I'm in, when I'm by myself, I can just freely be emotional because there's no other like person where I'm bunting heads with, you know, so there's, I guess because that's not in front of me, I'm not, you know, I don't think about, you know, composing myself or being calm in the situation or trying to think it through rationally. I just kind of just get, you know, get angry immediately as to where I know if we, you know, if I stay calm. Then we're more likely to figure out a, a a peaceful resolution to whatever it is that we're dealing with. But yeah, it, so essentially, happy wife, happy life, right? Yeah, sure, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> that's the gist of it, right there. If anybody's taking notes, uh, I mean, not, and that's not to say that it's always like that. No, it's definitely no. not always like that. And I actually want to talk a little bit about that. So last night, I felt like. Y- this is from my observation. I felt like you were able to remain that way because of all the bumps in the road that we have had yeah. up until this point. Yeah. And just so that I'm being like fully transparent, when you are working with your partner, and in this regard, someone that I've been with almost 20 years, you will come to a point in your working relationship where you are going to bunt heads. Mm-hmm. And depending on the type of personalities that you have where Evo and I are very we are both very stubborn we are both very you know strong-willed um we are both very I don't want to say aggressive in the sense where it's like not constructive but like we can apply we can be assertive right um so I noticed that there are times when you and I are tr- or there have been times when you and I are trying to go through something together, those attributes of us come out and Mm -hmm. it causes us to have a lot of issues. So over the last couple of years that we've been doing this podcast, or for anybody out there that knows what it's like to work with their partner, we really had a tough time. There were a lot of arguments. There were a lot of arguments. There were a lot of moments where I think Evo and I considered walking away from this. If I'm being completely honest, um, and 
actually, I think there was a moment where I suggested it and then you actually were like, I, okay, yeah, I'm going to walk away from this. And then we obviously reevaluated and we came back to the mic. But so, what would you say really helped us move forward from that? Because I feel like that's what happened last night. Well, yes. So in that moment, we, when we um, basically almost kind of like ended this, we realized that we were going about the show. Um, we were going about the show in a way where our roles weren't clearly defined. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like we were just going about doing the work that needed to be done as it came and as it needed to be done. So like, like, you know, responsibilities were just getting shifted back and forth. And sometimes you would do them and then sometimes I would do them. And then sometimes you would do a whole lot of them. And then sometimes, you know, I would end up doing a lot of them. And it would just it was really conflicting when it came to like what we deal with outside of the show. So pressure was really building up. And then, I, and then so we ended up having a conversation and realizing that we need to like have roles mm-hmm. in this show so that we our responsibilities are clear and there isn't anything that anything outside of that. Well, we, you know, we'll have a conversation about like, hey, like this is not part of what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, how are we going to go about handling this? And as you were talking before. I, I also realized that part of the reason I was able to kind of just be quiet and just let you handle this is because you assumed producer mm-hmm. as part of the show. Mm-hmm. And so the way I saw it was like, well, she's the producer. And, and technically, I'm the video and audio guy, right? <laughs> so, like, my job is to, like, you know, do the camera and setting up and things like that. So when she suggested that we do, that we use a, another camera, I'm like, as the video guy, I said, that's not a good idea. Like for us to try that on the show and record a show live without testing and all this stuff. And I'm just thinking about all the checklists that we need to do to get this right. She wanted to just go ahead and do it live. Like mm-hmm. she was like, we're going to put the camera on there. We're going to test this out. We're going to do our record. I'm like, this is a really bad idea. And she's like, no, 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 we're going to go with it. And I'm like, all right, you know what? She's the producer. She calls the shots. And that's what I just kind of like hands off. Right. I just let her roll with it. So when that happened, I'm just like, you know, I fell into position. You know, I'm just the audio and video guy, mm-hmm. you know, so I just you're not just that, but that is one of your yes, that's well, that's one far, of your hats. Uh, yeah, it's one of the hats, right? But as far as like you know, um, the, the the like the the setup of our studio here, that is my department, right? And so since you took over, and we agreed that you have final say mm-hmm. in a lot of the decisions, right? Mm-hmm. That we do when you say it's final decision, then that's what it is. So I. I'm able to fall into that very well. I did that when I worked with my father and my brother. You know, that has become such a vital part in our partnership yeah. when it comes to this podcast. So I would make this recommendation to anybody that's considering working with a partner, working with a friend, to really set out a map of who's going to do what and define your roles. Not to say that sometimes those roles can be can can be interchangeable because there's moments where... I'm not available or evil's not available. Mm-hmm. So we have to take on those roles. But 90, 85% to 90% of the time, we're under our designated roles. And one of the reasons why that helps to minimize, you know, it obviously helps to minimize confusion, helps minimize arguments. But the one thing is you said, you, you just said how you fall into place. I also fall into place because there's many times where evil needs me to review something. 
And in my brain, I, I'm just like, why can't he just do it without me looking at it? And then I will remind myself, wait a second. I'm the person that said, this is my role. Mm -hmm. I need to review this. I need to fall into place. So it puts me in check so many times. You need to come sign off on this. Yeah. And I can't tell you how much I have that inner conversation where I'm saying to myself, this is our partnership. This is this is my role and this is how I must move for the progression of this podcast. Outside of that, even bigger, I do think that that's something that you and I do in our relationship. I wouldn't say that we have designated roles, yeah. but I definitely do know that there are many times that um, we will say to each other, hey, I need you to handle this mm -hmm. because I'm either unavailable because of work, I'm unavailable because of an outside activity, or honestly speaking, I'm unavailable mentally. Like, I cannot take on this load right now. Yeah. And then and, we're, yeah, we're there for each other on that. Yes, and that's such, a, that's such a helpful thing. Even when I actually just started doing something, it's a trend that is on TikTok that I wanted to talk about that I thought it was interesting, and it's called the night shift. Yes. And it's when one of, well, because there's two of us, so, you know, if you're not in a relationship, you could also do this. Um, but we have decided to, actually, I'm sorry, it's not called the night shift. It's called the closing shift. Yes. The closing, the closing shift. shift. So even when I have both worked in the restaurant business, so mm. we know what a closing shift is and we know what it is to do side work. Even in retail, there's the closing shift is, is, yeah. is, is very, it's, it's similar in many ways. It's very similar. But the reason why I think working in a restaurant ties so closely to what it is that we're talking about is... It's the side work that you have to do at night to close down a restaurant. So mm -hmm. maybe it's sweeping. So maybe it's wiping down the tables. Maybe it's, you know, stocking ice or whatever those designated, you know, um, responsibilities are. That's what Evo and I are doing. At night, we are doing a closing shift and our, um, on our downstairs floor of our house. So that means the living room, the dining room and the kitchen are being maintained at night so that when we wake up in the morning, it's like a fresh restart. And I would say that we've done this about a week now. Not to say that we didn't kind of do this before, but now it's just like, no, this is what needs to happen. Because the other night, I was exhausted. And I sat on the couch and I said to myself, I gotta do my closing shift. <laughs> so I got my ASS up. And I did the entire closing shift. And I was so grateful when I came downstairs the next morning. I was like, whew. And I woke up early the next morning, too, to go on a walk. Because I'm trying to do this also. I'm trying to do this other thing called first light. Which I will get into that a little bit later. Well, I just like I just want to point out that I am super grateful mm -hmm. that you finally decided to get on this closing shift. Because, you know, when, when you go away... And you're off on sometimes you all, you know, go and have these jobs where she's gone for a week or two. And, you know, that's my thing. Like before I go to bed, you know, once, the, you know, I send the kids to bed or Ava to bed and everybody's upstairs, mm -hmm. you know, I'll go in the kitchen and I'll clean everything down and I'll wipe it all down so that when I come down in the morning, you know, there's just, I don't walk into a messy kitchen, right? Yeah. But that's just the way that I like to do things. On the, on the other hand, 
you know, you end up usually being very tired at night, right? That's kind of、mm-hmm. like when you're just like ready to. You don't want to do anything. You've you've spent most of the day doing what you wanted to do, and kind of like towards the night, you don't really want to deal with any type of chores or anything like that. Like Gina in the morning, she is like on a hundred. Like she comes downstairs and she's, you know, that's when she likes to vacuum and mop and do the dishes and、mm-hmm. feed the cats and clean the cat litter and like she's just vacuuming the living room, and I'm like. Where's my coffee, bro? Like, right, for a second, you know? <laughs> like I want to come downstairs, you know, and just kind of walk into the kitchen. Yeah. I, I would like to just float into the kitchen,、yeah. right, and just go right to the coffee maker and make my coffee. Sit there and kind of just take my time waking up, just nice and easy. No, she comes down and she's ready to go. I'm in, I'm in go mode. Yes,、yeah, so I'm the opposite, right? I like to do that at night. Right before bed, you know, right before I go upstairs, I'll just get everything nice and clean, so that when I come down the stairs in the morning, I don't gotta deal with nothing. I can just kind of relax. And so I'm so happy that you finally found value in doing it at night. So now we can alternate it. Now it's like I can, because I try to, we try, I try to talk to you about. So、this. let's be clear. It's never that I. It's not that I never saw the value in it. I always knew that there was value in it, but, but you found w- more value in you <laughs> resting and not dealing with. This of、shit. course, <laughs> yeah, I know. Resting is so important. It to is、me. absolutely not. So I'll, I'll, I'm not gonna try to take that away from you. I know how valuable your rest and your sleep is. So I and- think. Well, let's just also be clear that I think that sleep and rest, first of all, are two different things, and secondly, I think that everybody should value rest and sleep, and I don't think that it's something that is actually valued in. Enough. Yeah, but、well, I, I think I feel like some people definitely、um, need it more than others, right? I I feel like that you. No, scientifically, everybody needs full sleep, like a、yes. full restful sleep, and、yes. people also need rest. Like I know that some people like to say, "Oh, I can function on four to five hours sleep." No, based on the way science works, that is not true. People need. Adequate sleep and adequate adequate rest. There has been proven science that lack of sleep compounds over time and is linked to very many not, older I, age not, diseases. Listen, so, like,、I'm、I don't mess to, around with that. I'm not trying to deny any of that. I'm not trying to discredit it. You just like to sleep I, less, and I, you think it's not that I like to. As I, I just I function like that. I will. I can do five to six hours、mm-hmm. and still be okay. If you slept five to six hours,、mm. you would be a grumpy mess throughout、yeah. the day. Yeah, but you say that you sleep five to six hours and you're okay, but you then you have a lot of the the identifiers of a person that doesn't sleep well. So number one is a person that can fall asleep immediately is a sign of a person that is not sleep like you're sleep deprivated. Number one, number two, you fall asleep. Literally, almost anywhere. Evo, Evo is like that meme on social that you see of like the cat, where it's just like, put on the movie. I'm gonna watch it. I'm watching. Then five seconds later, Evo yeah, sleeping. Th- that listen, that was how only happening when I was like pushing myself super hard. Okay. And then I and then and then I, and at the time I was under a lot of stress, so I was、mm-hmm. waking up in the middle of the night. Okay. And I was up for like two hours in the middle of the night, so I wasn't even getting like full night sleep. But、okay. now that I sleep through the night. That rarely happens. I, you know, I think that for somebody who was working as much as I was, and then waking up in the middle of the night and not sleeping full nights, that I held up pretty well. Taking, <laughs> taking naps here and there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I could take a quick fifteen. Yeah, I could take a quick fifteen and wake up charged up. Yeah, ready to go.、Um, so back to what I was saying. I always saw the value in it. However, I have. 
had to make a shift in the way that I do things in order for me to be able to do those things at night. So for example, today, I had a plan of how I was going to execute the first part of my day, Mm. right? And then something opened up and I said to myself, I was going to put another chore in the place of the one chore that didn't happen, which was editing our video. I was going to put something else in its place that was going to put me in a position where I was going to exert a lot of energy. And I had to pause. And I said to myself, no, I can't do that because I know if I exert myself doing this task later on tonight, I'm not going to want to do the other responsibilities that I have at night. Mm -hmm. I will say this though, Evo, I do think it's a luxury that we have created for ourselves that I'm able to do that. Because if I reflect back upon years ago when we were in a different part of our life where we were grinding, because that's literally what we were doing, we did not have the option of saying, oh, I'm I'm going to rest now. It was like, I'll rest when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel very fortunate in that time. I find my time to be the most valuable, luxurious thing that I own. I own it and it is truly mine. It's not something that I bought from someone else. So I really value my time. So the way that I structure it is very important to me. So I always saw value in doing things at night and then getting up in the morning. But unfortunately, that's not the way that my time was structured. So I had to restructure in order to get it to work for me because that's how my brain works. You're saying that I'm just thinking about the way my the way my bank account works. Yeah. I gotta check in my, the I'm checking in the savings. <laughs> it's like the way my energy bank works. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if I had testosterone that cycled in me twice, 20 every 24 hours then maybe i may spring up out of bed every single day and feel exactly the same but that is not the case i have to work with my calendar Mm. which works on 28 days hey listen and that's why that's why you know once we had the conversation i was like hey i would love to that you know if we could kind of do this every night Mm -hmm. and you were like yeah sure that sounds great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it just didn't it didn't it didn't end up being like a thing i didn't push the issue i was like all right it is what it is i love you sit there and trying to make something happen i love you dearly Evo. but there are many times that you suggest things to me and you suggest them because they have worked for you and the huge part that you leave out of it is that the suggestion that you are offering to me is you're suggesting it to a woman so there might have to be somewhat of a it might have to be done differently for a woman. So, prime example. Okay, I'm gonna, that's why I'm going to give an example. Evo has said to me several times throughout our relationship, has recommended fasting. And I remember being like, okay, you want me to do what? And, and he explained it to me, how he was eating. Um, he was basically eating in through... Um, not, I don't even remember the hours, but he was eating within small windows and then there were large windows of hours from night to mid-morning that he was not eating. And then to suppress his hunger when he was very close to the time he should eat and wasn't looking to eat just yet, he was doing one of two, one of three things. He was either drinking a seltzer, drinking coffee, 
or eating an apple. Those are his three things that he did to suppress his hunger. And I remember looking at him and being like, if I did one of those three things to suppress my hunger, I would be off the rails. And I said to Evo, I don't think that fasting would work for me. And Evo was like, no, but you got to do it this way. You got to do it that way. And then I was like, fam, I'm telling you that the way that my body works, the way that you fast and the way that you suppress your hunger would not work for me. Fast forward to today. Well, not today exactly, but fast forward to this current time. So much other additional research has come out how fasting does not work for women, especially women that are premenopausal. But this didn't it come out that it does work. It just has to be in a cycle. It can you you can fast for three weeks out of the month, and then and they're suggesting that you just don't fast for one. To my understanding, fasting generally does not work for us because of the constant fluctuation of our hormones. Every single week, we have a different influx of hormone. So the nutrients and the calories that our body needs at any given time through any given week constantly fluctuates. So to manage, okay, so this week um, I'm ovulating, so I'm getting more estrogen. So now because I'm getting more estrogen, I need to eat. No, it's just not going to work. It just does not work. And furthermore. Okay, but there are there were definitely studies that we that we both saw that suggested that women that women can fast. And those studies were done on women that were postmenopausal. Anyway, what but all I, all I was suggesting was that we clean the kitchen together at night. What the hell does that have to do with you fasting and your and your cycle? Like, I'm just I'm, <laughs> I'm just giving you an example of That's times a bad that example. I'm just giving you the reason why I spoke about this was because this was an example of a time that you recommended something and you didn't realize that you were giving the recommendation to the opposite sex and how that may not work for me. As the opposite you, sex. You sound like you just been waiting to unload this for so long that you were like, the first oh chance that I God. get, I'm going to unload this. Because how this relates to me just, just suggesting that we clean the kitchen together at night is mind-boggling to me. I, I just, I'm still failing to make the connection, but I, I think I get it now. <laughs> I think I get it. I'm glad that you get it, Evo. I think I get it now. I just want you to know that going forward, when don't you, suggest it to you. Is that, is that what it is? When you make a suggestion, realize that you're making the suggestion to a woman. So, how would a woman receive that message? That's all I'm saying. You know how much shit you suggest to me. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and do you think about that you're suggesting it to a man? When yes, you say, absolutely not. A hundred percent, I do. You forget that I'm a mother of two boys. What does that? Happen and with? I grew up with all brothers and a father. The the my brain and wait, and I left other one. I worked in an industry that was completely male dominated. I went to a school that was completely male dominated. So my ability to walk amongst men and understand how men's brains function. I would consider myself someone that is a little bit more ahead of the game when it comes to that. So when I do suggest something, I'm thinking to myself like, you know, this may work for Evo. I'm not just taking a shot in the dark. So you're saying that because you're a woman Mm -hmm. and I'm not a woman, Mm -hmm. that I need to double think 
the things that I suggest to you and make sure that when I suggest them to you that I'm fully aware that I'm suggesting them to a woman. I'm not saying double think. I'm just saying maybe it needs to be catered more to the to fit the needs of a woman. So when you suggested fasting to me, it's proven that fasting for a woman of my age is not recommended for me. It does not work for me. It's not something that is good for me. So when I suggest that we get up early in the morning and work out, Mm -hmm. I should rethink that. Yeah, because I'm a woman and women, it's proven that women need more sleep than men. Okay. Up to up to like an additional one hour a night. Okay, but when you want to get up early in the morning and work mm-hmm. out, that's totally fine, though, right? Yeah, because men <laughs> because men don't need that additional sleep. But wait, I don't understand. What don't you understand? How is it that you can? It's okay for you to get up early when mm-hmm. you want to and wake up early, yeah. right? But when I suggest it, when you I'm look at that, me like I'm crazy, because right? I'm, because you're a woman mm-hmm. and you need your sleep. Yeah. So, but when I'm in that part of my cycle where I have more energy and I can get up early, I, right. well, I know that you're already there because you're functioning the same all the time. Okay. Well, that's just, but that's just. So I know you can meet me at that level, sir. I, again, I'm basing my stuff off of knowledge that I know. I know that you're able to do that. Do you know that I'm not able to do that all the time? Yeah. Obviously not. Yeah, I do. I, I'm know. not suggesting that you do it all the time. So I'm not suggest no way suggesting that you do it like I do, but I'm I'm making recommendations that can work for you that you mm-hmm. just they just have to be catered to. So yeah, to so next you time you make a recommendation, cater it to me. Say hey Gina, where are you at in your cycle right now? Oh okay, that's where you are. So next week, the next four days in that week, you want to try to get up early so that we could do X Y Z because I think that that would be good for us. That's how you would cater it to me. And I have it on my phone. You could see it on my phone. You could see where I am. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Why is that why is that so why is that so crazy? Why is that crazy? Yeah. Do you know who you're talking to right now? Do you realize who you're speaking to? Yeah. Real <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love how this conversation Evil has laughed so much in this conversation. Because like I just can't believe what I'm hearing, right? This woman like gets on me for forgetting like the most <laughs> minuscule things right and i'm suggesting that he and she's suggesting that i track her menstrual cycle <laughs> and make suggestions based on the way her menstrual cycle works so that i don't irritate her when i make these suggestions okay i i would i'm gonna, make, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not make a mental note of that i think that <laughs> <laughs> And even if Evil did make a mental note of that, he still would remember it anyway. anyway, (laughs) My poor husband. His memory is shot. Um, It remembers what it needs to. Oh, yeah? Most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that you're owning up to that. (laughs) And I'm glad you finally decided to start cleaning in the kitchen at night. So who's going to do that today? I don't know. You skipped. You know. You skipped out on it last night. How did I skip out on this night? I don't know. It just felt last like night didn't. we didn't have to do it. That's why. I kind of felt like you did. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, because you know what? It's just it's so interesting how you'll want 
things done a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. But then when you don't want to do them, mm-hmm. you you can justify you not doing them. Yeah, of course. But everybody else needs to do that. 100%. 100%. So I felt like that's what happened last night. <laughs> when it was your turn to do it, you somehow came up with this justification on why you didn't need to do it. No, it's because the kitchen didn't the kitchen didn't need it for it to be done because we didn't cook dinner yesterday because there was leftovers. Oh, that's why it wasn't it wasn't because I just decided. But I would agree with you. There are many times I'm like, so we're gonna do this now, but today. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing that because I do a lot of stuff. Do you think that you have a wife that is high level functioning? Or how would you describe me as a wife? How would I describe you as a wife? Yeah. If someone was to ask you that, like, how would you describe me as a wife? Um, headstrong, responsible, organized, um, very outspoken, uh, doesn't bite her tongue, says what she wants. Well, that's outspoken. Doesn't buy much. Okay, yeah, all that. Um, and I mean, there's a bunch more to it. But if I had to make a quick description, description of you, no loving in there, no kindness. <laughs> She's just. I mean, that's uh, that. Yeah, that comes in the in, in the in the tough love house, <laughs> the whole wheelhouse. Um, but then, but then, yeah, there is the, there is the soft side of you that not many people will see, but I that I get to see. Yes. I would consider myself a high-value wife. Yeah. I think I function on a very high level. I think I do a lot of things. So wait, so what do you, so what is a a high-value wife? What what does that even mean? I mean, I'm just making this up as I go, but. I'm like, because I I would just love to know what the definition of that is. Well, if I, if I was to give it a definition, I'm the, I'm, I'm the wife that I have a career. I can take care of the children and i can take care of the home i can do all three simultaneously and do all of them pretty well where there are other women and other men in marriages that they kind of just focus on one area that's like you know where they can really they really master something and i don't think that it's better to be either way because i think it works for each relationship. But I think yeah. in our relationship, you've gotten very used to me being this very high-level functioning wife. Yeah, I think that, you know, you compliment me in many ways just by being who you are. You know, I don't... I think that we connected in so many ways just because of how um, how headstrong you can be, you know, mm-hmm. and how useful those things are to me in many ways. Such as? Um, such as... You know, you being able to drive the way that you do when when we need to, such as like when we're when we're when we pull up somewhere, you know, I don't necessarily need to park the car because you can't. Um, when we do things around the house, you know, we work together, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of several projects that we've done around the house, we've done them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have these. The, you, you You're detailed oriented in a way that I'm not. So that's. That compliments me, right? I I'll probably you know take down a wall, 
you know, but then you'll put in all the details of making sure that, you know, it's nice and clean and edged and everything's lined up perfectly. And, you know, and so like together. Yes. When Evo and I paint, I do all of the edging and he just paints in the middle because I'm like, please don't touch yeah, the edges. I'll, just, I'll knock out the whole like surface of the wall and I'll just blow through and paint it. And then she'll go do and all, doing all the edges and all the lines and making sure that every. And so in that aspect, we work well together. If we need to install something, uh, a lot of times when we've moved into several of the apartments that we've moved into before we got the house, you've done all the electrical wiring for all of our entertainment systems. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll set up the shelf and I'll put all the stuff in, you know, but then you'll come in and you'll make sure everything nice is installed. Nice I will say that I've gotten installed. really good at shelves, though. Yeah. I'm like a G when it comes to shelves. Yeah. And I'm, I love that. I love going to Home Depot and being like, ooh, what type of, um, what type of, what are those things called again? the anchors i'm like yeah. what type of anchor am i gonna get today what size do i need do i need one four or any one eight uh those things actually get me really excited it's interesting the type of things that excite me in yeah. my older age as the woman that i've become now versus the woman that i was i don't know like 20 years ago you and i actually had a conversation in the kitchen today i'm currently listening to an audio book and it's called um the body keeps the score. And um, I would say that I'm only in like the third chapter at this point. So I don't have a like I don't have a full summary of the book. But the chapter that I just finished listening to kind of stopped me in my tracks today. And I'm going to share that it said something that I I think I have realized. But. It is now, I think, why it has a lot to do with the wife that I am now versus the wife that I was before. So when Evo and I first met, I was super like career oriented. I was very focused on, you know, getting to the top of the ladder and getting there, not necessarily as fast as I could, but really like making sure I took all the steps to get to that point. And... I was very focused and nothing really, I really didn't allow anything to deter me. I had this like unwavering feeling of like, I can do this. Now looking back, I know that the reason why my focus was unwavering is because I was driven by pure fear. And the, the analogy that I gave was like in Monsters, Inc., where they are trying to obtain energy for their town and they were scaring children and they were... Um, using their screams as an energy source mm -hmm. and then eventually they realize that they can receive more power and more energy by harnessing the children's laughter mm -hmm. and fear drove my life for so long i was afraid to fail i was afraid to um be embarrassed i was in i had just so many reasons why i was afraid because of the trauma that i went through as a child and in the book the author said something today that like uh, when a child grows up in an environment that is unnurturing and there is neglect, there is an ab abuse, there are these these things that are happening to children or not happening to children, right? Like you being neglected, not being cared for. A child then grows up to learn how to control their feelings in a way so that other people don't notice them. And they... They basically learn how to manipulate themselves so that they can semi-function through the world. And they then can develop other 
behaviors within themselves that people would consider being misbehaving. So an example that I want to give is something that I went through, which is I used to talk a lot. I still do. But let's say used to. I used to talk a lot and I was very fidgety. I mm-hmm. couldn't sit still. I couldn't, you know. Um, so in the body keeps a score when you go through trauma and you're constantly trying to regulate your feelings because you're in this constant fight or flight all the time, your body needs to get this out somehow. So it was getting it out in other ways for me. And I was, I stood in that phase in my life for so long. And now I want to say, I don't know, like maybe the past seven years, something like that. I've come to this new part of my life where I feel loved and I feel supported and I feel nurtured. I'm getting, my brain is finally shifting. I'm finally healing those traumas because my brain is finally recognizing that I no longer am in that world anymore. And that all those things that were not given to me are being given to me now. So I feel supported. I feel loved. I feel nurtured. And I feel like a kid sometimes. I feel like, oh, it's my time to go explore because the author said that when children are raised in households where there's love, where there's nurturing, where there's support, kids go out into the world and they just want to explore and they just want to create. And they're basically like Neil deGrasse Tyson said, they're just like little scientists. And I see it in our children. And I know that as a kid, I wasn't like that. You know, I, I played and I did stuff like that, but I was always really concerned about like how i was going to mm-hmm. make it so sin- oh, i'm sorry no so it, th- that's what happened in the book today and when i heard the author say that about like you know what happens vice versa you know like what happens in a non-nurturing versus a nurturing household yeah, I was just and thinking about that and how children can flourish or not flourish i think that's why sometimes when people meet me they i've had people tell me that i'm like very childlike I have like a child, not childish, but like a very, I'm trying to think of how I can explain this. Um, You're like a young spirit. Yeah, thank you. Like very young spirited, you Mm -hmm. know, and, you know, to some of the people I meet, I'm like 20 years older than them. And Mm -hmm. they're like, God, I would never thought because of the way. And I, I I feel like it's because I'm I'm just like living the life now that I couldn't live before. Well, yeah, I mean, you definitely, you had to suppress the child in you. For and for many different reasons, yeah, and it started very early. So now that you don't no longer feel the need to suppress it, and you're in an environment where you f- you feeling the love and the support, um, yeah, I can see how that might feel liberating. Yeah, I'm also very willing to be like, I don't like that. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting, right? As I'm listening to you say this, I'm wondering. What would be the... So it sounds like you've come full circle, right? Mm. It sounds like... Um, I wouldn't say I'm all the way there, but I'm definitely yeah. like... I'm like 320. Right. So you've cut, you've been able to come full so full circle where you grew up in an environment where, you know, there wasn't that love and support. And there was, I guess, a, a somewhat... You would recognize that your life was embarrassing and so you felt the need to portray this image of perfection so that everything was okay so that you didn't you didn't give the, the people the ability to see what was really going on mm-hmm. so what would be the the full circle for someone who was raised in that environment 
So as a young kid, they did get the love and support and they were able to be creative and explore, explorative as a child. Mm-hmm. When they get older, what is the thing that they kind of like where they end up coming full circle? When they realize that they grew up in an environment that was loving and supportive? Yeah. So like, do you think that like when they get older mm-hmm. that they find it more difficult to deal with traumatic situations and things that are like embarrassing or you know in it being in an environment where they're not nurtured and it is an uncomfortable situation like do you feel that Mm. you know what i mean because yes i do know i do know what you mean yeah so you were able to equip yourself with things that you necessarily didn't need as a child but you obviously you know you knuckled up Mm -hmm. because you had to right um and so the children that I guess don't have to do that when they have to do that later on in life, what do you, like, do you feel like that that is probably the almost the equivalent of, like, their full circle, like, coming to, you know, coming into something where they may have feel like, oh, wow, you know, because I was a kid and I didn't grow up in this environment where I needed to be, like, hands up, you know, and, mm-hmm. and survival mode, mm-hmm. I'm lacking a little bit of it now. Yes, I do think that that happens to a lot of people. I think that when they go out into the real world... Yeah. That's that I don't want to grow up. Yeah, I think that they are faced with other people in the world that don't treat them as well as their their family did. Mm -hmm. And then they have to figure out how to navigate their ways around those kind of like roadblocks, which is I think what I want to name this episode roadblocks. Like, how do you get over these Mm -hmm. things? Um, I wouldn't say that it's equivalent. Um, Unless they are experiencing trauma in their adult life. Mm I don't think having a difficult time equates to trauma. I acquired those things because I was traumatized. So, well, everybody has their own trauma, right? Yes, but there's no measure of to like you know. I mean, there are things that are considered traumatic. I don't think I don't think having a boss that doesn't treat you the nicest is considered traumatic. But I do think that maybe if they've never experienced what it's like to deal with someone that is like difficult or someone that is like really not pleasant or they don't really know how to tap into that person yes i could see how that could be very hard and maybe they then have to figure out okay this is very new to me why are you smiling because you're because you don't see how that you can see how that will just be hard right Mm mm-hmm because you've been through what you've been through. So to you, that's just like, okay, I can see how that be that would be hard. But I don't see that as being traumatic. But you have to keep in mind, someone who hasn't been through something traumatic, mm-hmm. that is their most traumatic moment, mm-hmm. right? That's okay. the most traumatic thing that they've been through. They've Everything has been pretty good in their life up until that moment. And now they're in a situation where work is uncomfortable. They're being singled out. They potentially could lose their job. People are talking about them at work. Okay, All of a sudden, yeah. like this thing that they do every day feels very uncomfortable. You know, so like what that feels for them could be that's that's like the most scary okay, thing yeah, that they've been through. I would agree then, yeah. You know, so I just wanna like I just I know for you, of course that's like all right, yeah, that's that that sucks, but that's not that bad because of what you've been through. I'm not saying that it's not that bad. I don't think it's traumatizing. I think it's a very difficult situation. Right, because because what you define as traumatizing is on another level no what i define as trauma is like when it actually physically alters you but if for somebody who hasn't really been through something that's traumatic where it physically alters you that is their traumatic moment so it's 
altering them in a way that they've never been altered before? Uh, I don't want to get too far in the weeds with this with you, but from my understanding, like people who go through like severe traumatic experience, like um, severe neglect, severe abuse, Mm -hmm. uh, rape, things like that, um, it actually, it like, physically alters yes, them so i understand that you know like um, that's, that's, I, a, that's a level of 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 um of just negativity that's un, that's i don't even just, you, there's no comparing the the uh the amount of evil that goes into one yeah as so far as the other one i'm just saying that i think i wouldn't consider it this i can see what you're saying I don't think it's the same though. I, but I, I never do, said that they were no, the same. No, you said is it like their full circle? Yes, maybe potentially. I could see what you're saying, like how that could potentially be like their full circle. I could see how never being faced with that type of opposition. Yes, that's that's their journey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. within their own reality. So that would be their full circle, you know? Like that's what that's all that's all I was that's yeah. what I was saying like that. And I would agree because I have met people like that. People who are sometimes in awe of my ability to just be very assertive in certain situations where to them that is like, oh, I could never do that. That's actually really, that makes me very uncomfortable. And I'm like, yeah, it makes me uncomfortable too, but it's still got to get done. Um, I actually kind of love those people because those are the people sometimes I'm like, so tell me about that. What, like what makes you uncomfortable? Because I, I want to champion you. Like I, I, I want you to, I want you to figure this out, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and I'll tell you another reason why I'm like that is because I've people who, who a lot of people who are driven by fear sometimes are very, they're very cruel to other people um, because they feel like they can control that part of their world. So when they're getting abused at home, it feels sometimes good to have that power over somebody else. And I was able to say to myself, I hate the way that feels. I would never want to do that to someone else. So when I see someone struggling in something, mm-hmm. I am so willing to help people. And I wish that that help it. I wish that that happened in more scenarios. Um, because I think the world would be a better place, you know, if that was possible. I actually had, I had someone, I had someone one time actually tell me that about myself and that person didn't know me like that. And it was kind of shocking that they knew that I was like that. Um, that's actually a really interesting question. And I really, I, I like you. I like you for asking me that. I like, thank you for asking me that. Um, that was a very thought-provoking question. That was yeah, that was the point. Yeah. Um, I think we can go to the cards. All right. I'm with it. Let, let's do it. Let's do it. Like Tone Loke would say. Do, 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 do. You remember that? No, you don't. Yes. All right. And this is my recital, that one. Uh, that's um, that's Run DMC. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Oh, you said oh what? Because they all they, they it's uh, yeah similar. they all sound the same. Yeah. I'm gonna do a yellow because uh, I did purple at. Wait, can I?
I gotta I gotta remember to separate my cards because like I put mine's right. I put my I know, card. Yeah, I know. so that I know. Okay, who, you want to read first? Uh, yeah. What color did you pick? I picked blue. Okay. No, you no, have. I picked two. All right. Well, I'm reading this one, so okay. I'm put this one back. <laughs> oh my god. So I got orange. Okay. Uh, describe our first kiss. Ooh. Juicy. <laughs> Uh, where, juicy where, and like. Where were we? We were in your car, and you had dropped me off for work, at the Hilton, and you parked in that little spot. You came down the ramp, and you like backed parked in. backed in. Yeah, yeah, son. <laughs> and that's like two thousand, two thousand. Yeah. Damn, it's twenty three years ago. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I said that we've been with each other almost 20 years, even though that was 23 years ago. If anybody doesn't know our story, me and Evil dated once upon a time, and mm-hmm. then we broke up and then got back together. But anyway, yeah, it was juicy, and it was kind of like... um there was, was so- It was built-up anticipation because yeah. it wasn't like... It wasn't like, um, like either one of us was rushing to like kiss mm-hmm. each other. I mean... There was something kind of like secretive about it that I love because like we kind of were just like, yeah, I mean, I think I think we kind of kicked it for a bit. Like it wasn't one of those things that we were just like immediately trying to like stick stick our tongues in each other's mouths, you know, like I remember walking into work that day and this lady that I worked with, she was like, sup with you, yo. (laughs) I had a smile from ear to ear. She was like, you having fun over there? I was like, yo, mind your business. (laughs) Shelly. I'll never forget her. She's all right. What all right. Your my card. What's something you thought when we first met that you no longer believe to be true? Hmm. What's something I thought when we first met that I no longer? Well, I thought when we first met that you were like Indian. Oh. Because of you had your my hair was blonde. Your hair was blonde, and so you were very um, you were very tan. And when you say Indian, you mean like Indian from India, but like not Native American. You mean yeah, like... Yeah, I in- mean like, yeah. yeah, India. Okay. You had like a lot of those qualities. I mean, obviously you're... I still have those qualities. You still, yeah, you still have those <laughs> I get, qualities. A lot of people think I'm Indian. And it turns out that you have a lot of Ethiopian um, quality have, features. Yes, but I'm primarily North African, Yeah. which most hispanics are because of the slave trade yeah so i didn't think that you were latina at mm. all the first time we met hell yeah, yeah. i'm a, i'm a i'm rice and beans and all that good stuff and I, I think that the best part about that was you know i was looking at that time to date a latina like that was just one of my it was just one of my like must-haves at that point i, I wanted to because like, <laughs> it was checking me off in a box i well you know what it was like I saw you and I was like, damn, she's cute, you know, she's pretty, you know, but she don't look Latina, so she's just going to have to be cute over there, you know, like I was had no interest in talking to you in that way. And then you came to school one day and your hair was black and this is before we started talking. And man, when I tell you, it was like I got hit with a tidal wave and all of a sudden I just, it's like. The needle jumped off the record. Yeah, the needle jumped off the record and from one moment to another, I just saw you in a different light. Like, it was the weirdest feelings because my feelings for you changed mm. so drastically within that moment that it was like, now I had all of this, like, desire to want to meet you and kind of, like, get to know who you were. And my interest went from, like, like she's attractive to, like, 
hey yo i need to find out like hey yo hey yo i need to know who that is (sighs) memories all right so that brings us to the end of the episode for an episode that was unscripted how do you think we did i think it went great yeah i think we should do this more often because i'm i'm running the show (laughs) (laughs) yeah just just don't touch my camera no more all right gina (laughs) it won't be all right oh man uh i actually really enjoyed this and um until next week on spark talk fridays where we create conversations about life ladies and gentlemen peace out peace out